I realize I need to plug myself in so I can hear all the fantastic things that we've got going on on our show. Segment one this week, not the strongest for Sarah. Well, give me five minutes and then I'm in. Then I'm totally in. And then it's super professional from there on out. Yes. So I just for you, I wore. Michael, what are you doing? I wore. Your parents are watching. The cat shooting shooting laser guns, riding a unicorn. I love it, but it's just like we start doing this. I'm like, what? What office am I in today? There aren't that many occasions that I get to wear this shirt, so I get excited when I actually bring it out. It's a good thing you're not really excited. That would be even worse. My goodness. And uh, yeah, it's Friday. I felt like this is a very Friday shirt to uh, to be wearing. Uh Plus, it's Donut Day, which. You can get a whole bunch of free donuts going oh, places today. Donut, oh, donut mm, day. Donut day. Mm. And then last night was the big spelling bee, the Scripps Spelling Bee Championship. Do you ever mm. watch that? Uh, I don't because I feel really dumb. Right. Well, so these kids, their training is so intense. I mean, Yeah, they intense. have to like run through frozen warehouses, punching sides <laughs> yeah. of beef. Diana Lewis yeah. is interviewing yeah. them while they're getting ready. Right. I, it's so, I mean, it take consumes their life when they're training for this thing. And what happens if you fail? I don't want to know if those parents have put in all that time helping those <laughs> put, kids and training them. But they're, they're like, for adoption. Right, exactly. We're you disowning you. We, know, we don't family. know you anymore. Right. <laughs> yes. That's why we had more than one kid. We're going to let you get out of here. It's all about spelling bee all the time. And actually, I'm not sure how much they win, but is it scholarship money? or It's, it's usually scholarships. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's worth it, I guess, if you go all the way. Mm-hmm. And there was a young teenager named Karthik from Texas who won it last night. Mm-hmm. And his word, Joe? Koinonia. Koinonia? Koinonia. Most commonly pronounced Koinonia. Can you use that in a sentence? It's a Greek word defined as intimate spiritual communion and a participative sharing in a common religious commitment and spiritual community. Koinonia. Koinonia? Koinonia. Oh, my God. Well, okay, if it's Greek. Mm-hmm. And that is the key, knowing its origin, yes. Because it kind of sounds Hawaiian when you say it, but. Yeah, it does. Kamehameha. Um, Koinonia. Wow. I'll probably even get it wrong on the first letter because I'm, I'm tempted oh. to go with a C, but it could be a Q. Okay, I'll start you off. Start. It's, a, it's a K. It's a, I was even wrong. I'm done. <laughs> I'm in a sweatshop. That's it. <laughs> Uh, K-O-I-N-I-N-E-A. I don't know. You were close-ish, sort of. It's Koinonia. you got to say it, the, the word again. Koinonia. K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A. Koinonia. All of a sudden, it confetti, you're the wow. winner. You're getting me back for that segment one joke, is what you're doing. <laughs> you no. passive-aggressive. I can't spell for crap. But I just always think it's hilarious to figure out, you know, these words that these kids are able to spell based on just knowing origins and taking a wild stab at it. You know what is even more amazing in a lot of these where I have, you know, sat down and actually paid attention to the spelling bee? Mm -hmm. What really amazes me is in a lot of cases, 
these kids that win, they're like first generation English speakers as a primary language. Ah. You know, when you see a lot of these yeah, families, yeah. they're immigrants and mm -hmm. their kids are just brilliant in school. Interesting. And you kind of realize like, wait a minute, their parents, English is not the first language. No, but you know what? A lot of times people come to this country and learn English better than people who were born yeah. here. So yeah. that doesn't wow. surprise me. Well, if you don't like it, then why don't you go to your country? <laughs> you get out. Yeah. Why don't you go. move to Canada. God. You know what else is exciting, Joe? Uh, what is? Is feeling the need for speed? Highway to the uh -huh. danger zone. Can you spell Maverick? M-A-V-R-I-C-K, Maverick, or the short version, Mav, M-A-V. Look, I think there's an E in there, but I'm not positive on that. No, is it? Oh, it's Maverick. <laughs> I, I spelled it to Joe. I, I was Maverick in my spelling right. of Maverick. <laughs> yes. Tom Cruise posted a picture on Twitter and people are freaking out. Hashtag day one. I feel the need, the need for speed. What is, are there going to be crotch rockets in this movie? Listen. Are there, are there going to be, so, well, Goose isn't coming back. Clearly. No, listen, I've got some news for you. So first of all, Top Gun Maverick is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And Tom Cruise said, I don't need to put a number on it. You don't need a number. You know, you know it's the second Top Gun. So he called it Top Gun Maverick. What if they call it Top Gun? I didn't make enough money off of Mission Impossible. Very, very mm. true. Or the stupid mummy movie. That, that's the that's his throwaway. Oh God. That's his, his mulligan. He was he was trying to have like a whole new series he was of, to have a franchise, and it just was not gonna. Maybe maybe a Shake Shack franchise, Tom. <laughs> just buy the buy the store, get the binder, follow their rules, and you got a franchise done. How much would you love it if you rolled up to a Shake Shack and you're like, Mister? Cruise? Can I? Yeah. Is that you behind that? And he jumps up on the counter yeah. and gets really excited yeah, about fries. I feel fries. the need, the need for a large strawberry <laughs> shake. Ow! So, first of all, uh, this time around, Maverick is the flight instructor. Mm. I completely so, forgot. So he's basically Jester. Is he Jester or... Uh, no, he's Kelly McGillis. No, wait, Kelly McGillis was a civilian consultant. Oh, you're right. So it was either Jester, who's Tom Skerritt's character? Oh, okay. So there was Jester and, um, and whatever. He's the flight. He this time around, he's the flight instructor, mm -hmm. and he has to deal with a cocky genius pilot with a chip on her shoulder. Oh, oh what it just happened! Is she played by Jessica Biel? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> well, are drones supposed to be uh, yes. a subplot? Yes. So team? that's a whole big deal because he, you know, Maverick's teaching him the style that he knows, but uh. now. It's new combat out there, Joe, and you have to deal with drones and yeah. and the old school way of, of fighting. Yeah, you, know. you can't just hit the brakes and let them fly by anymore. Exactly. We were They have inverted. a Roomba in the office. He's like, oh, my God, what's that? We can't even vacuum the same way. Oh. Yes. Now, you mentioned Goose. Goose is still dead, but uh, his son is bitter. Oh. Is and, he played by Ryan Gosling? And <laughs> Baby Goose. <laughs> and blames Maverick still, even though he was cleared of any wrongdoing in his oh! father's death. Okay, that right there, I want to see. Do you? I want to see. Okay. Now, is Meg Ryan married to Cameron Crowe in the sequel? Not Cameron Crowe, Russell Crowe. Oh, Cameron Russell Crowe. Cameron the director of all my yeah, like, well, That's Russell Crowe, huh? the jockstrap guy. <laughs> no, I don't know who, who she's we married to. We segment two. <laughs> Are you struggling? Here's the deal. What I do know is Tom Cruise has promoted that they are pretty much going to put in another volleyball scene in the movie. Like 
And I know, <laughs> I know Tom He's Cruise. He's rubbing Icy Hot on Val Kilmer's back. <laughs> I know, uh, I know yeah, Val yeah, Kilmer. You the Icy Hot sleeve. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Val Kilmer's looking a little weak these days. I know Tom Cruise is 55. First of all, somebody better be wearing jeans is all I have to say <laughs> while they're doing this. In case you have forgotten, let's get in a time capsule and a time machine and go back to the days of Top Gun and for no apparent reason, mm. although I think actually it was on his way to meet Kelly McGillis's character, right. uh, Tom Cruise in the jeans volleyball scene. problems with this whole scene. I have a, you now know, you have a problem? I'm going to parent the hell out of this thing. Where is the sunscreen? They're asking for grade A melanoma in this scene, left and right. They're it, begging for it. In the 80s, people were not responsible about sunscreen or cigarettes, they're Joe. They're screaming, they just me weren't. a hairy mole. That's what they're screaming. Second thing is, yeah. I don't know about you, but when I'm getting ready for a first date, preparation starts early during the day. I'm not out gallivanting with the guys, playing volleyball, so much to the point where I show up on set first date and ask to use her shower. That's poor form. And then he puts on the same sandy, sweaty clothes. Ooh. Now you do have me there that he puts on the same oh, sandy, gross. sweaty clothes. But I think oh. that was slightly his move that he thought his like, move. oh, it'll be so sexy if I come out dripping wet out of the shower. Like, hey, what's up? I mean, granted, that's awkward on a first he, date. Is Kelly McGillis even in this one? I don't think so. Probably because she's in jail with driving tickets for the way she drove after him just to tell him. So dangerous. Him. I mean, they yeah. barely missed. That was crazy. Yeah. And how are you going to drive a Porsche 356 that way? I don't know. How are you going to do that to that car? She wasn't taking care of it the yeah. right way. No. Yeah, so maybe actually in, in this new uh, Top Gun Maverick, they'll do a volleyball scene, but then they'll all do skin checks of each other to see right. if they have anything going right. on. That Hey, Mav, you got the SPF 75? You're a little pale there, bro. <laughs> I'm thinking it'll work. And hopefully this will spark a whole generation of kids wearing bomber jackets, especially the ones that belong nowhere near an aircraft. One can only hope. Now, a whole new generation of kids... Maybe getting excited about Wreck-It Ralph 2. Electric Boogaloo. I was not super into the first one. I didn't mind the Wreck-It Ralph character, but like the little girl character that Sarah Silverman voiced drove me nuts. Were you jealous? No, I couldn't stand her. You were jealous. She was annoying. You were just jealous. Of? Her. That you didn't have a, you know, an animated Sarah on Wreck-It Ralph's shoulder. No, I, I, much like I loathe Scrappy-Doo, <laughs> I hated wow. this little annoying voiced character. But in Wreck-It Ralph 2, mm -hmm, the characters will have an adventure into the internet because their arcade will now be connected to Wi-Fi. So they're sort of spanning out and checking things out there. Mm -hmm. And in Wreck-It Ralph 2, all of the Disney princesses will be making a cameo. Including Princess Leia? 
No. Princess Amidala? No. Then it's not all of them because all of the animated princesses will be in mm. one scene together. That's amazing. Which has ne it's like their Avengers moment. This has never happened before. Although right there you can't see the little mermaid or Mulan, but I'm sure she's in there somewhere. Yeah. I want to see Tony Danza going Moana. Exactly. Uh or, yeah, oh, yeah, we've got Moana. Um, and then the other thing, too, that was cool about it is that all of these Disney princesses in Wreck-It Ralph 2 are voiced by all of the original women who are still alive. Wow. Not all of the old school ones are alive. I'm not sure if the original Snow White is alive, but... Yeah, anybody who's still living signed up for Wreck-It Ralph 2 to be their Disney princess character. Well, Snow White should be voiced um, by Jack White. That would be interesting if she so break into seven nation army white. like in yes. the middle. Keep it white, Joe. Mm -hmm. Keep it white. <laughs> so that movie is supposed to come out uh, around Thanksgiving, and you have that to look forward to. They are having their Avengers moment there, but Chris Pratt got to have his Avengers moment in Avengers Don't Infinity. Don't even get me started on Star-Lord. And your reaction is the reaction that a lot of fans have had, which is they are so angry with his character for the crap that he pulls during the film that just nonstop he's fielding criticism all the time or people right. writing hateful things online. Because, because you, know, you, you know, audience, you do realize that Chris Pratt and Star-Lord are actually two separate people. Right. Chris Pratt plays Star-Lord. What? So it's kind of like in Walking Dead. So if you will follow The Walking Dead, you know that Eugene basically betrays the gang, like mm -hmm. Rick and the gang, yeah. and Cool and the gang, for that matter. Such a betrayer. And he goes, he goes over to Negan's side, so much to the point where he becomes one of Negan's like top lieutenants, and he says, I am Negan, all that stuff that kind of pisses you off about mm -hmm. The Walking Dead. And so what ended up happening was the guy that plays um, Eugene, who I forgot who his name is, people just slammed him on social media to the point or he just got completely off social media, shut down his Twitter account, shut down his Facebook because people were blaming him wow. for all the bad stuff. It's like, it's a, it's a show. It's a, he's an actor. Leave him alone. So, yeah, well, Chris Pratt's kind of had some tougher times recently because he went through the divorce with his mm -hmm. wife. And so I'm sure he got some social media trolling because of that. Right. And then now with him and this character and what happens in Infinity War, basically... It looks like the other characters are going to be able to take care of Thanos. Oh, did you spoiler alert this? A super spoiler oh, alert. Yeah. Okay. All and right. then his anger gets out of control and he ruins things for everybody, basically. Yes. And so he is really sensitive about this. He's starting to have to do promotion for the next Jurassic movie. Uh-huh. And he's constantly getting asked questions about it. And so he went off. He said, look... This guy, Star-Lord, watched his mom die. His father figure died in his arm. He was forced to kill his own biological father, and now he suffered the loss of the love of his life. So he reacted in a very human way, and I think the humanity of the Guardians of the Galaxy is what sets them apart from other superheroes. And I think if we did it a hundred times, I wouldn't change a thing. And also, I blame Thanos, okay? Jeez, how come he's not getting any blame? Well... Chris Pratt, I have the rebuttal for this. And I'm just speaking on behalf of Avengers fans. Please. I will say this. Star-Lord is half of a god. True. There should be some time where his human side goes away. Look at Mr. Spock. He's half human. He knows when to put the human side away. And to quote Mr. Spock, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Yes. So, Chris Pratt, you were a little selfish, Star-Lord. Just saying. But that's the way the fans feel. That's, I mean, I get no, it. No, I know. You're an actor. You know, if anything, you should set up a Star-Lord Twitter 
and let everybody flame that. Okay. Just saying. Now, we talked about the Top Gun movie coming out and how Goose's son is going to be upset with Maverick for his father's death. But there is another Goose that was wreaking havoc, but then, as it turns out, has actually become a good thing for our very own Detroit Tigers. Mm. On Wednesday, Tigers playing the Angels, and they had a couple of rain delays, and then all of a sudden they had a Goose delay because this little mm. guy flies in on the field. Eating the, the infield grass leaving poop i know they're a menace but i do feel bad about how things went down because first they're chasing him around the groundskeepers they're trying to get the goose out of there and he's kind of he would like fly and then walk and fly and then walk and then finally they chase him to the point where he takes off in the air and the announcers are like oh yay good he's finally he's gonna leave (laughs) and then that goose hits the scoreboard honk, and then drops and like falls into the stands now and, this and lady there, thank god sarah palin was in the crowd it totally does look like sarah to help with the situation right <laughs> oh that's a goose oh i can see the goose from my porch so the lady with the ribbon in her hair that's actually like physically holding a goose just she's happened. gonna strangle it look at her She's going, I'm going to get this goose. We're disrupting the game. i got to pick up my kid from school. She's actually, it, it happens that she's a veterinarian, so she felt like she could handle wildlife. Mm. And then she helped them escort the goose from the building. Mm-hmm. And they say he's okay, although I don't know after you, he hit it really hard, so right. I'm not sure. But then the next day, um, one of the tigers posted a picture of um, a plastic goose mm-hmm. in their... And so now they have the, the goose on the dugout. No, that's actually the real goose. <laughs> no. They went so, to the taxidermist and let them do their magic. On, on the night where the goose hit the scoreboard, the Tigers scored five runs after that and ended up winning the game. And since they started doing hashtag rally goose mm-hmm. and they've had this plastic goose, they've actually been doing really well. So This is going to go down. If, what if they end up going to the World Series? Because of the <laughs> goose? Oh, my God. I would love it. <laughs> rally goose. So coming up next, we are going to tell you how you can score some delicious treats on Donut Day and also why Roseanne may have actually wanted her show Mm. to be canceled. That's coming up next on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Guys, wait up. Hold on. Daddy said hold on. You know, I was thinking, Bill. Yeah. I'm ready for our show, and, and you're ready for mm-hmm. the show, but how do we let everyone know that we're ready for the show? Uh, slow motion rap video? At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today. 
to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. Welcome back to Pop That Culture. We had a little Hey Arnold for you because uh, Tom Arnold has found a way to insert himself into the Roseanne story, which we will get to next. But uh, today, if you are celebrating the high holiday of uh, Donut Day, which I guess was actually based on um, the Salvation Army would take donuts to soldiers to kind of, you know, have them have a bright spot in their day. It was actually based on a real thing. Oh. It wasn't just completely like a commercialized, like you so, mentioned, Sweetest Day right. thing or whatever. Like, I, can't, I can't stand that Sweetest Day drives me nuts. Yeah. So this was based on a nice thing, but now it's become completely commercialized. And yesterday we told you how um, in some Burger King locations you can get donut-shaped whoppers, mm -hmm. and then the part that they took out of the center you get as a little slider, yes. which is so cute. Um, today at Dunkin' Donuts, you can get a free donut if you purchase a beverage. Mm. At Krispy Kreme, you get a free donut. You don't have to buy anything, Whoa. which is nice. Thanks, Krispy Kreme. Oh, yes, Krispy Kreme. I love their coffee. And then at Tim Hortons, they have this whole golden donut promotion where... Wait, if you a, get the golden donut, you can go in Willy Wonka's factory and I mean, donuts are made? Kind but of. don't touch the product. Exactly. You might know a life lesson. No, it's, kind, it's a little Willy Wonka-ish, but yes. Wow. You have to go in and be the first one to request these golden donuts, and then you get free donuts for a year, so which is cool. showered with golden donuts? You could say that, wow. yes. You could, if you felt the need. And then there's lots of donut trivia floating out there. For instance, mm -hmm. allegedly, all this, this is coming from donut people, but the average consumer eats 31 donuts a year. Isn't that supposed to be ice cream flavors? No. No? How many donuts would you say you put down a year? Probably six or 700. Okay. So no, you're the high I mean, end of the average. I, no, I actually, here's the thing. There are certain things in life that I enjoy way too much, and therefore I avoid them. Oh. Because I know... Once I start, it's so hard to stop. And donuts are. Well, when it's that the list. little, the little balls, the little Dude, timbits, that, that's, that's like. I mean, it's like it's like potato chips. No, I mean, you could go with the you could go with how many balls you have each year, or you could go with how many full donuts you have each year. I, I really the first donut I've had in probably fourteen, fifteen months was yeah. this past weekend. What? Yeah, right before we were in the Memorial Day parade, and that's because they were there. I had a I had a donut hole because it was blueberry, therefore it was healthy. Sure. Chock full of antioxidants, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So I uh, I avoid them because they're so damn delicious. I know. I like like the regular donut, but with the chocolate glaze on top. That's mm. my that's my jam. Mm. Although I will go chocolate chocolate too. I'm not mad See, at that. That's now my my, my mouth is literally. <laughs> And if anything, the, the calories from the donuts, uh -huh. I actually I say for Punchki Day. And I know Punchki mm. is not a donut. No, it's not, but I'm but not a fan. I Punchki is so delicious. That's your thing? Yes. What's your lemon. flavor? Oh, lemon. 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 Uh, now, allegedly, <clears throat> a third of consumers eat donuts at least once a month, and then Gen Z and millennials don't just want donuts. They want crazy-flavored donuts. Oh, like, I thought they wanted artisanal donuts. Kind like, of. No GMO, organic well, donuts. Well... They like uh, pickle flavored, 
Sriracha and s'mores. Of course. Made by a dude with a weird mustache, <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. I'm slamming the millennials. I've... Hey, control room, I'm sorry. I was just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. They're all... All the red lights in the room go off. <laughs> yeah. Powers down. Screw okay. you, Joe. Ooh, my mic's off. What's going on? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so this show could get shut down because we're making fun of millennials. Roseanne got shut down mm. because she... Um, couldn't stop the, the racism in the tweets. Yeah, that damn Ambien. It'll do it every time. Right. Every time. But uh, never fear, because Tom Arnold did find a way to step into the story. Yeah. Oh, they are oh. doing it, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Oh, look at their toes. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks, control room. I was just joking. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, so, okay, first of all, so I was looking for Tom Arnold pictures, and I forgot that he got a Roseanne tattoo, mm -hmm. which anytime, this is my theory, and maybe other people don't believe this, but I feel like anytime you get a tattoo that has to do with someone that you're dating or a relationship, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that relationship is you doomed. have doomed that relationship. It's absolutely you doomed. have totally doomed it. Mm -hmm. I think this one was doomed because of who the two people were, not necessarily because he got a giant tattoo of Roseanne on his chest. Because mm -hmm. he was um, a writer on the show, and then he acted on the show a little bit, and that's how they met. And they mm -hmm. were only together for like four years. But Tom Arnold has remarried a couple times after oh, yeah. that. And so every time he's with a woman, they have to look at then, ha, like, like yeah. this little picture of Roseanne on his chest staring. Like, I hope he wears a t-shirt during sex. There's nothing that uh, reverse cowgirl can't fix. <laughs> Well, remember when he, didn't he marry a girl from like Garden City or yes, Westland or Yes, he did. Yeah. And I don't know if he's still with her, but he did marry somebody local for a while. Wow. You're right. Um, but he said that um, he could see this coming from a mile away and that he tried to talk to some of the people who were working on the show and say, take her phone away. Do not let this woman have access to a phone. Because he's like, she won't say it in person, on a TV camera, right. or in an interview necessarily, but she will go crazy if she's allowed to just tweet yeah. away. And to the point where he said he actually wrote a note for her that she could publish on her Twitter to tell everybody that she was taking a break. Mm. So he sent it over to the crew, and what he wrote for wait, her... Wait, wait, wait. Cutting crew or Motley crew? Motley crew. Okay. Because so, Vince Neal's good at this stuff. Yes. So is Mick Mars. Girls. He doesn't look like it. Girls. But he can really shut this down. Girls. So he sends this thing that he wrote that Roseanne could post on her social media that said, I'm going to take a step back. It was fun at first, but now I can see how much negativity there is out there and people are getting hurt. And I'm going to take a step back. And I'm hoping my fans will too. Um, a, I don't know if it ever got to her, but B, even if it did, she clearly didn't think that that was a good idea. Right. And just everything went downhill from there. And so now Tom Arnold is floating the idea that she wanted her show to be canceled. Oh, yeah. You need I'm me on that this wall. I'm taking show down, <laughs> and I'm going to take everybody with me. Yeah, that like the pressure, even though they had been um, re-upped for a second season, like the mm -hmm. pressure was getting to her, and she couldn't handle it. So she purposely ramped up her tweets to be so offensive that her show would be canceled. No, I don't, I don't think so, Tom I, Arnold. I, no. I think it's just her, no. and she. Don't, don't be an apologist for that. Don't. <laughs> yeah. I just see a woman who just should not uh, necessarily be on her phone, which is a problem that we all have. Sometimes we're on our phones for way too many, you know, right. minutes and hours a day. 
but I don't necessarily want to know how long I've been on my phone. No, but... But, <laughs> but there is a technology. Google's already done it, and then now with the iOS 12 that I think we're going to get in September, they are all this digital well-being, digital health segments that come with it that will keep track of how long you've been on your phone, how much time you've spent in certain apps, mm -hmm. how many times you just click the screen on so you can look at it. I don't know, to just yeah. check the time and, and or whatever. And your camera will record your facial expressions while you're doing <laughs> yes. it. It's fantastic. Look at this. You look like a zombie yeah. for about an hour and a half. It's Get off your, your phone. It's like when you're looking at porn. Oh, <laughs> my God. Nobody wants to know what that looks like. <laughs> Why am I looking at this on my phone? But the thing is, I mean, they have a thing now with all of these different restaurants where they've made it a rule that you have to show the calorie content in mm -hmm. things because they think that that will help people make healthier choices. Right. I don't think that is going to work, and I don't think this is going to work no. because allegedly they're doing this so that people have a life phone balance. No, because you're not going to look at it. No. It's, you're just going to ignore it is what's going to happen. Yeah. No, I I'm, think, you know, it's a great idea on paper, but at the same time, how many people will just delete this functionality? Exactly. It'll go away. Yeah. People who think that they're going to take care of somebody else by giving them these things, mm -hmm. it, they just, they really need to actually look at more human behavior and not try and force things on right. people that they don't want. Exactly. Now, this is a feature. I'm also not sure if people necessarily want this. Uh, there are dating apps um, that are starting to have an STD feature on the dating app. So apps like Grindr. So they'll be able to, um, to send flowers to people? Yes, exactly. Wow. When so, you need them to get there really fast. So, yeah, so you, on a dating app, you'll have FTD send people <laughs> flowers. That's amazing. It's so nice. What about edible arrangements? <laughs> no, so apps like Grindr, Adam for Adam, and Daddy Hunt are the first to sort of dive into this. Wait area. a minute, Daddy Hunt? <laughs> yes. Wow. I need to get it. <laughs> Dave, 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 download that app right now. Daddy what about farmers only? <laughs> well, they could be next. But yeah, so they have a thing where you, if you test positive for an STD, they would have a section in the app where uh -huh. you could notify people that you've tested positive, oh, so course. they should go get checked out. Well, what's the point of putting yourself out there? Because nobody's going to want to date you. That's my question, though. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to like have it in your profile, right. necessarily. Although I think there are uh, dating websites for that are like um, STD-specific. Like, mm. people who are positive for genital herpes yeah, can herpes date only. other people. Yes, herpes you only. You have to be lonely <laughs> at herpesonly.com. So, <laughs> yeah, and they have to work out privacy issues, obviously, because people could hurt other people by letting right. the general public know. Oh, my gosh. But is this something that everybody wants? I, I mean, I get so. that that's an awkward phone call you have to make, but do you necessarily want to, like, send it through no. your... I think the people that, that are fine with it already put it out there. Yeah. You know, like, I, you know, if I, were, if I had herpes, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would just... If... I'd, change, I'd change my profile picture to be me with herpes. <laughs> Which oh, look, like, there's, there's open source around. Joe's got a big. Like, you know, hey, he might be flaring this month. Except. Or maybe my profile picture would just be a tube of Valtrex. I don't know. Sure. Just let people know ahead of time what they're getting into, right? You're right. going to just put it all, put it all yeah. out there. Yeah. Look, I've got scabies. Do you want to date me or not? Come on. <laughs> 
Coming up next on Pop That Culture, we have an amazing story about somebody who was so into the band that they wanted mm. to see that they were willing to risk hypothermia. Oh and we will let you know all about it next on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Welcome back to Pop That Culture, and yes, uh, I did not realize it, but Slayer is on their farewell Dude, yeah. tour. I know people that went. To oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Have they been here yeah, already? Yeah, they were here uh, last week. It was just, wow. I yeah, they oh. were just here. Oh, my God. And they slayed it. And that, <laughs> and that was the last time, that was the last time I could have seen Slayer, yes. Joe. So, well, now I'm going to have to buy tickets and travel. I heard that... Um, this tour, though, they were kind of not as amped up as they should have been. So, well, because how old are they now? Uh, they're like 90. <laughs> Slayer, yeah. They're, they're so old that the arthritis kicks in, so when they get to halfway through the pentagram, they just stop. <laughs> I it's can't like, draw. Oh. I can't. No. It's just, you just like a half you know what it is. You know? you know. Just picture this with an upside-down star <laughs> in it. It's amazing. So they were playing at this place in Toronto called the Budweiser Stage, mm. and they had... Wait a minute. What? How is there a Budweiser stage in Toronto? Shouldn't Good. it be like a Labatt yes. door stage? You know what? That's an excellent question, Shouldn't Joe. Shouldn't it be a Molson stage, eh? Something. Yeah. But it was the Budweiser mm. stage, and the way that this thing is set up is it's like a little island, mm. and there's only one tiny road in and out. Mm. And so there's a moat around this concert venue. Yes. 
and for some reason, a fan got kicked out. We still don't know why this huge Slayer fan got kicked out, but he got kicked out. And he wanted to fight his way back in. And so he tried to swim back to the venue. <laughs> and here's, here he is. He's always got his Anthrax shirt on because mm. Anthrax was the opening band. Ah. And actually it was Wait the... Wait a minute. What? I, Anthrax should have been the headliner. I'm sorry. It's Slayer's farewell tour, Joe. Let Slayer be the headliner. No, I don't know. Maybe they could co-headline. Hmm. Well, I don't know if Anthrax is quitting, but Slayer is definitely leaving, so they wanted to be top dog. I, I get your logic. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. Anyway. You're very upset. I am upset. So their guitarist, Scott Ian, Anthrax's guitarist, happened to catch, if we have the second one, you can kind of see how far out this guy was yeah. from making it back to the actual venue. And apparently uh, he did have to be treated for hypothermia because Lake Ontario is not warm. Yes. Not a bath. It's uh, pretty, pretty cold. And he didn't make it all the way in. He tried, but the cold got to him before he could get all the way back to the venue and see the final show that he had, you know, saved up all of his money for the tickets. And if you don't, if you want to see the whole show, don't get kicked out. Right. It's very simple. Don't be an a-hole. You're a grown bleep man. <laughs> and how do you get how? How much more rowdy do you have to be than normal to get kicked out of a Slayer show? Exactly. There's already a baseline there. <laughs> they established that. Yes. Also, this venue, while I'm sure it's lovely on the inside, um, sounds like a nightmare. Right. Because at the end of the show, there's only one way for everybody to get out. Everybody has to take the same road right. out to get out of well, this. Well, remember back in the day, you know, you'd go to Pine Knob for your first couple of shows with all your friends. Mm -hmm. Oh, this sucks. And then at some point during your, during your ascension into adulthood, you <laughs> realize that there was another way out of Pine Knob. Oh. And you have to drive through the woods of Clarkston. Worth it. There were actually woods in Clarkston. For me, I would, even if something takes me twice as long, but I get to be in constant motion, I would rather do that than have to sit somewhere and be in your car and not be able to move for like an hour. But yeah, this whole thing yeah. sounds like a nightmare. No. Now, there was a little bit of an airport nightmare for a lady. And an NFL player actually came to her rescue, which was really nice. She tweeted about the whole incident. She is a journalist named Delilah. Mm. And I didn't know this, but she said American Airlines has instituted a new policy where you have to pay to take a carry-on onto the plane. This is getting ridiculous. Oh! Getting ridiculous. I can't even have a free carry-on anymore? No. Son of a... No, you have to you, you have to prepay, but you still have to pay, and that's on top of the ticket prices that have not budged, based on supply and demand. Everybody's getting overbooked, and heaven forbid you're a doctor on a Delta flight. <laughs> so Just she, she, I guess, had, was coming back from Europe or something, and so anyway, she, she tries to consolidate everything into one bag. And they're saying, "Oh my God, you're back from Europe. The final countdown's starting." Final countdown. Do 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 do, and. Uh, so she, she tried to, you know, put everything in one bag <clears throat> and pay the fee. And they're like, oh, we can't take cash, by the way. You have to use a credit card. And she's like, well, um, I told my bank and my cards I was going to be out of the country. They don't know I'm back in the country yet. My cards aren't working. Can I please just, you know, pay you in cash? And they're like, no, no, sorry. We're not going to let you pay in cash. And they're this like. There's so many levels of just stupidity. So then they said. Uh, you're going to have to um, miss your flight and then go to the big ticket desk and hash mm -hmm. it out with them. 
and then figure out another way nope. because we have no way to let you on this flight. And so finally this guy walks up and he's like, how much is it? And they said 50 bucks. He takes out his credit card. He's like, Broop. he's like, have a nice flight. She can now get on her flight because he was so grossed out by this whole yeah. airline horror story thing. And as it turns out, he is uh, Jermaine Gresham from the Arizona Cardinals. Right. And that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'll, I'll editorialize this kind of thing a lot. You'll mm -hmm. if you, you know, because you watch every single episode and listen to our words and, and hang on every word. I say this a lot, but there's so much ugly crap on the internet these days. It's yeah. like, I love hearing stories like this. So people being good to each other, right? We have this guy being good to this lady, and then there's another happy, sweet story Yay. on the internet. Yay! Which you found, which was lovely. Um, it was a mom and an eight-year-old little boy, and the mom was driving around, and as they were going along, he happened to see an old lady trying mm -hmm. to get up a set of stairs outside with her walker, mm -hmm. and she was struggling, struggling, was struggling. Was it a Jimmy J.J. walker? <laughs> Dynamite! So he asked his mom, can we stop the car right here so I can get out real quick and help the old lady, and his mom was like... Yeah, he's like, you know what, I'm, we might be holding up traffic, but I feel like this is such a sweet thing that you want to do. She's like, get out of the car. So here's the little video. take off so yeah so if you couldn't fully read what was uh, going on in that that video they didn't realize that this whole thing was being filmed there was an onlooker who just happened to see this whole thing uh -huh. go down filmed it thought it was so cute looked up like probably through the license plate I'm probably assuming just followed him <laughs> yeah exactly Creepy. somehow finds out who the mom is on Facebook and then um, posts the video to her and shows it to her and then wants to meet up with the mom and the son in person. This is not the old lady, this is the onlooker, mm -hmm. and give him a $100 reward for helping this lady out and doing such a sweet thing, which yeah. is really cute. Somewhere in a parallel universe, they get to the top of the stairs and the kid that helps them, okay, are you okay? Are you fine? You're up at the top of the stairs? Okay, give me your purse now. Oh, Joe! No, that's a parallel universe. Joe. That's an evil, bizarro universe. In the horrible universe. Yeah. No, but this is seriously a beautiful it's story. It's really sweet, yeah. yes. Um, this is, next one isn't necessarily sweet, but I'm sure they're very excited about it. You've heard of serial murders, but I had never realized that there were serial toilet cloggers. Well, earlier this year, yeah. we had the serial pooper. Yes. Pooping on the track at the high school, turned out to be the principal yes. of a different high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, this uh, poopophilia, <laughs> buttophilia, whatever you want to call it, clogophilia, has, has moved on to our heartland. Sheboygan, Wisconsin ah. was being terrorized by the serial toilet clogger. Oh my gosh. In a way that I don't know that I, and you can see it in the little illustration that he's holding a 20 ounce pop bottle, I didn't realize that that was a thing, but yeah, oh clearly Dave, Dave has done this before. You take it. And you shove it down into the pop 
pipes as far as you can go, and then what if someone uses it or flushes it, or maybe he flushes it and runs, um, they found out it was a 38-year-old guy going specifically to women's bathrooms, taking the 20-ounce bottles and shoving them in there. And sometimes they could fish it out, but sometimes they had to actually fully remove the toilets to fix all the plumbing you know and the... No, oh, this is, I see stories like this and it makes me want to be a judge. Because <laughs> I would hand down the most bizarre sentences as like, you're not going to jail, but you are going to jail just for the day to fish crap out of people, literally. Oh, I like it. So there oh is a Judge gosh. Joe Brown show, but the Judge Joe Santos show is just oh, yeah. you handing out all of these little sentences mm -hmm. where they have to feel like what it feels like when they committed their crime, yeah. basically. Asian justice Judge Joe. <laughs> And so harsh. Yeah, I. You're 38 years old. 33, but or still. 33. Uh, regard. He's I, a. You are a grown ass man. Yeah. You know what? When I was 33, I had to. You know, you have to pay bills. Sure. You have to wake up and get to work. Did you have a mortgage already then? Yeah, I had a mortgage. Look at that. You have to pay your bills. You got to do all kinds of. You have to be an adult. Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to go find toilets <laughs> and shove up. How how much effort does it take to do that? That's a lot of energy. It is, yes. Well, and apparently he had been doing this for years. He had only done it for um, uh, three. He'd only done it three times this year. But last year he did it 14 times, and the year before that he did it 12 times. And he ended up costing the city of Sheboygan like thousands of dollars for repairs and then man hours trying to find this guy. You know, what happened to the good old days where he did it quickly? You just drop an M80 in the toilet, hit flush, and walk out. <laughs> I mean, a pop bottle, that's involved, man. It is. And then you have to get, like, public toilet poop water on your... Oh. Yeah. Ooh, I don't like to think about uh. it. And do you get the deposit back if you fish the thing out of the no, toilet? Probably. I mean, wow. you could still turn... If you rinse it off, I mean, you turn that in. It's not yeah. like the machine that you stick it in would know <laughs> where that bottle has been. As long as it has been. a barcode, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, there ended up being uh, tips on Facebook that led the cops to finally figure out who the serial Sheboygan oh. toilet clogger was, and now justice yeah. has been His served. His parents have to be so proud. So proud. So, so proud. Uh, you know, I have never been a valet driver, but I think I would be very mm. nervous if Why? I was. Because you're responsible for somebody else's car. Yeah. Nah. No? Have you I done it? a joyride. <laughs> Yes, I would Give totally me the keys. Be, at least I know how to drive a manual transmission. Yeah. Yeah, because I there are people there are so many different ways to drive a car now. There's paddle shifting and then you got a hybrid, you got to do certain press certain buttons and all that <laughs> crap and got to do certain passwords and, and voice recognition. I know. Breathe into the breathalyzer, put pants on, all that stuff just to drive a car. Pants. Uh. Yeah, well, there was a valet in Australia that found out the hard way that there are certain things uh, about a Porsche that you need to get used to. Mm. One is that there is a feather light touch on that mm. accelerator. Right. <laughs> and you need to be careful. Otherwise, you could conceivably end up, if we have time to show that photo in this one still, yes. So under the orange car is the Porsche. And this is how the guy was trying to park it. And then that car knocked into this one and ruined the white car as well, which is insane. Mm. I mean, that little black Porsche is crushed. 
and they actually had to take the valet to the hospital because it, you know to get him out of the car and he was injured so they're going to be doing a full investigation on this and i don't know if he like who's going to end up paying for the damage here is it just the valet who probably doesn't have it i would imagine that the valet company, company. has insurance or it depends if it's no fault mm -hmm. it would be the porsche owners at least each car that was damaged it would be their insurance but then the valet company would probably pay the deductible. Yes. And then J.K. Simmons would come out and go, <laughs> well, we had the Subaru in the air underneath the Porsche story, and we paid that in bum, 2018. Bum, 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 bum. Yes. yes. All um, right, coming up next, you think you know what your stripper name is, but you don't really know what your stripper name is until we explain how you should do it when we get back on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at newradiomedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Yeah, so that photo that we just showed will give me nightmares for a long time. Just imagining, like, right yeah. underneath the uh, the car. How did you get out? Did, that's, I think they had to, like, oh. cut him out or do, I mean, damage the car even further to get the driver out, which is why he went to the hospital. Oh because it was so terrible. Now, I am not a person who played Magic the Gathering. Mm, neither was I. But apparently, I should have been a person who bought a whole bunch of the boxes of all of the cards and mm. just put them away and didn't open them so they could be in pristine condition now because unlike Beanie Babies, the, ma the Magic the Gathering cards actually are worth something now and right. increased in value and you can make some crazy cash off of them. 
But really, it's specifically one card that people are freaking out about right now. I'm sure a lot of the other cards will make you money as well. But there's a card called the Black Lotus, which apparently only came out in the first year boxes. Hey, look, they've got the gloves on. Look well, they want to keep so, it. You know, I mean, yeah. if you're going to sell it, you've got to make sure that uh, you don't have your gross uh, finger oil on there mm -hmm. and you ruin the card. Or like booger pieces. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. So there are so many varying prices. I suppose it depends on condition. Mm -hmm. But I've heard anywhere from $27,000 for a card up to somebody was saying it was worth $200,000 for a single. I'll take the 27. Right? Right? I'm not yeah. I'll take five oh my dollars. Like whatever you've got. That's, that's unreal though. And it's amazing when certain things become super duper collectible. I know. Like there's certain like Nintendos that because of when they were made are worth significantly more money. Okay. Yeah, like certain serial numbers of video really? games, certain, you know, card games, like certain Pokemon cards are really valuable. I wonder, I wonder why certain old, I mean, wouldn't you want the newest, best Nintendo? No, why would you, you want, want the, rare one. the old one that maybe? You'd want the one that nobody else had. Yeah. yeah. That's what you want. No, I know. I mean, I get it. sloppy seconds or thirds. <laughs> no, you we don't. The, you want the good, like the one that like one person had and then like never used and kept in the box. But we were talking in the, in the break how, I mean, I get it as an adult. You can try and buy things that you know are collectible and, you know, save one if you actually want to take it out and play with it and then right. like have something perfect in the box and sell mm -hmm. it later. It's still a big gamble. But at no time as a child... Did I think like, ooh, this Barbie could be worth a lot someday. Mm. And for Christmas, Mom, I need you to get me one in the box and then one that I can actually take out. Well, back during that time, uh, nobody really did that. And then it wasn't until Star Wars figures came along that people started really hoarding them. Okay, but then none of the kids that I knew who had all the Star Wars figurines were thinking like, I should have a pair and a spare. Right. I mean, we were all just, you know, boop, boop, taking them out, play with them on the sidewalk, Which is whatever. why they became valuable. At some point, people started making stuff intentionally collectible, and they're not worth as much. Okay. Just saying. Yeah. But, you know, if you own, like, certain Star Wars things that had come out, you know, from the original movie, and mm -hmm. they were still mint on the card and stuff, people want those things because they're worth a lot of money, which is really funny because if you watch, Ro do you watch Robot Chicken? No, I've seen some of their sketches, but I haven't really right. so watched, it's, watched it. Seth Green, they do stop motion with all yeah. these action figures. Well, it turns out they buy like all these unused figures. They tear them out of the package and they like destroy them from the show. <laughs> so it's like if, if you're a collector, you're like, oh my God. You're like, no, that's a rare edition. A, it's a rare con. <laughs> con. Joe showed me a robot chicken sketch where uh, Captain Kirk and Khan work at a pizza place. With Kirk Cameron. <laughs> yeah. So it's two Kirks, a Khan, and a pizza place. <laughs> and, uh, and that's worth it. That's, that's, yes. worth a, that's worth a trip on YouTube if you want to find that, for sure. Uh, now, I had always heard, Joe, that if you want to know what your stripper name, mm -hmm. it was something like you do, like, your grandma's name and the street you grew up on or the street you grew up on and, and your, your first, first pet. pet. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I know as a stripper name. Okay, so that would have been, like mine would have been uh, Anwood Court Lady or Lady Anwood Court or something like that. That's, that's not a stripper. That's a burlesque name. No, uh, yeah, I know. Mine would be Buster Garfield. That's, okay. See, that would work. That's fun for, but now. Wait, uh, wait, hold on. Dave, what's your stripper name? Oh, yeah, what's your stripper name? The, uh, your um, the old pet. way is your first pet and the street you grew up on. Sierra Minock? Yeah. 
No. I know Sierra's good for a stripper. No. That's stripper-ish for sure. That's a that's an associate dean in the School of Latin can, Studies at some prestigious university. Sierra, oh. I like Sierra Joy. Yeah. Sierra Joy sounds like she has daddy issues and she's working them out on the pole. Mm -hmm. yes. That I like that. Yes. Um, but now, a, a Gwyneth Paltrow was doing this thing where she was posting online about a new way to do it, which is um, the color of underwear that you're wearing and the last thing that you ate for a meal. Hmm. What's your stripper name? <laughs> so here's the deal. Wait a minute. Her stripper name is Pepper Potts. I'm sorry. <laughs> so here's the deal. I have not had breakfast. I'm assuming you haven't had breakfast, which means we have to yeah. go back to dinner. Right. And so my stripper name today would be um, Nude Hot Dog. Really? Yeah. Mine's Blue Smoothie. <laughs> oh, see, that's yeah. not. Blue's good for a stripper. Smoothie, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of Dave, weird. Dave, what's your secondary stripper name? Gray Magic Cake. Oh, Gray Magic Cake. Gray Magic Cake. I like that. Yeah, see, that wins. You want to. You know what an awesome stripper name would be? Craig Folly. <laughs> and you can put any color you want in oh, front of yeah. that. Red Craig Folly. Yes, you make it rain for Craig Folly. <laughs> you don't even have to be in a strip club. He's just be walking down the street and singles will be flying around. I wish we had we could actually have like talk back between the two shows so we yeah. could actually legitimately find out what Craig's stripper He's name is. He's up in Mackinac going, son of a... <laughs> I'm going to get those two. But I'm sure if you want to reach out to him through social media, you can. And then you can ask him the questions that he really wants to answer for you. But he will be taking care of you for the next few hours. And we will see you guys on Monday on Pop That Culture. So when I bad, bad.